This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture plans to open all FSA offices later this week to perform more functions than had been allowed in the temporary three-day window that began last week. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue says producers will be able to conduct market facilitation program transactions this time. The deadline for applying to the program has now been moved to February 14th, about a month later than the original January 15th cutoff. Producers will be able to enroll in the Dairy Margin Protection Program, another FSA function not addressed throughout the three-day window. Offices will be open during normal hours through February 8th and Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays in the weeks following that date until the government shutdown comes to an end. For more information on what can and can't be done at FSA offices, check out the story from Steve Davies on agripulse.com. The shutdown has now lasted for more than a month, and a Senate appropriator is worried about what the stalemate could mean for the next fiscal year. The shutdown, now in its 32nd day with little sign of letting up, President Donald Trump offered a potential end to the stalemate on Saturday that traded funding for his desired border wall with three years of protections to the so-called DACA recipients. The proposal was almost immediately rejected by top Democrats, but the Senate is still expected to vote on the plan this week, as well as a plan from the Democrats. Setting the short-term ramifications aside, Kansas Senator Jerry Moran says he's worried about what the current shutdown could do to plans for fiscal 2020 spending. Well, the fact that we can't resolve this fiscal year means it, uh, we certainly will start late on the next fiscal year. And in fact, if, that the government is shut down means that the people who do the work to prepare the budget aren't at work. Speaking on this week's AgriPulse Open Mic, Moran says appropriators need a budget deal to work from. We cannot work on appropriation bills. We cannot certainly conclude appropriation bills until we have an agreed-upon number, total spending, and then it's broken down by 12 different categories so that each of the subcommittees in the appropriations process gets a number, and then we build our appropriation bill to that number, and that number, that level of spending, is not going to be available in time to really do the budget process as it should be done. Moran says the use of continuing resolutions also takes spending power away from Congress and makes it harder to execute oversight over the executive branch. To hear more from Moran, check out this week's open mic interview with Jeff Nally on agripulse.com. Leaders of the biodiesel industry are in San Diego this week for the National Biodiesel Conference, and they have an eye on current policy priorities for the coming year. Agripulse's Ben Nully is on location and has more. The National Biodiesel Board feels this is their year for getting a long-term extension of the biodiesel tax credit. NBB Vice President of Federal Affairs Kurt Kavarik says everyone on the Hill recognized tax extenders need to be addressed. We've got Chairman Grassley now in charge of the Senate Finance Committee. We've got House uh, Democrats in charge over there. They're all supportive of renewable energy and tax incentives. The, the question is, we need to get the government reopened so that we can tackle some of this other uh, policy priorities, but I, th I think we'll be on, on the near-term docket once the government gets reopened. Towards the end of the 115th Congress, biodiesel groups succeeded in getting a seven-year extension in Ways and Means Committee Chairman Kevin Brady's tax bill, but that legislation didn't go anywhere, leaving the industry without its tax credit at the end of the year. NBB CEO Donnell Rehagen says the new Congress needs to pick up where the old one left off. Generally, the Democrats in the House have been more amenable to tax extenders. 
The Republicans have been a little more wary of that. And we saw that over the last couple of years as uh, Chairman Brady uh, chaired the Ways and Means Committee. He had a lot more questions about tax extenders. And that's okay. That's appropriate. We feel great about uh, our tax credit and why, it, why it's a good thing for the for the country. So we're happy actually to share that information. We think that those conversations that came up because he was asking those questions. Reporting for AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully in San Diego. Now here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.